Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading episode 3 of the Bullpen Cart. Doing the NL West today with Matty D. We did it live from his apartment. Whenever you get a chance, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. We are going to get this up on iTunes soon, I promise. But for now, enjoy episode 3 of the Bullpen Cart. Welcome to episode 3 of the Bullpen Cart. We're here live at Matty D's apartment. Matty D, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I, I've recovered from St. Patrick's Day. I know. We, uh, we're calling this the hungover edition. Episode 3 here on a glorious Sunday afternoon. Warm one today in Philadelphia. About 45 degrees. Not bad. Yeah, we were. Uh, well, we finally with, ditched the winter coats walking like with, to lunch. With the sun, it's probably even a little warmer out yeah. there. You know? Yeah, I was but, sweating a little bit walking over here carrying my laptop. But yeah, we're uh, recording this. Live, like I said, in, in Matt's apartment. Finally, not over Skype. Matt, how was your first experience with Skype and learning what it was? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought it was the same thing as FaceTime. Turns out it's totally different. Um, yeah. But I'm pretty old for my age. Yeah. I'm no Jared Barnes, but I'm still pretty old. J. Uh, Rod! <laughs> yeah, I'd much rather do this in person. Way more fun. Besides, we can enjoy these Guinnesses fun. together. Yeah, yeah, I know. We're still we're still knocking off the, the supply of Guinness that we've had from St. Patrick's Day, as I'm sure a lot of you are. Watch a little college basketball while we do this. I have an auction baseball draft going at the same time. But we are doing the National League West today for Episode 3. But before we do that, we got to talk about last night, Matt. Oh. The U.S. is going to the semis. We did it. Knocked off Dominican. The defending champs no more as the USA shows a little power from Giancarlo. Don't call me Mike Stanton. And the catch, Matt. Let's break down the catch. Well, I, I want to say, like, we talked last week on the show about how we thought as good as the United States was, Dominican was going to probably pull through to the semis. Uh, but some magic in, in Los Angeles yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was amazing. It's really a shame that it's at the same time as March Madness. I know a lot of us were watching basketball as well. Uh, we can get into that a little bit as we go along. But the catch was amazing. And what was even more amazing about the catch is Adam Jones robbed his Orioles teammate, Manny Machado, of the the probably would have been the game-winning home run, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty hilarious. He's trying to get Manny Machado to sign the ball, <laughs> which I think is hysterical. Yes. And, uh, I mean, obviously we know how, how powerful John Carlo mm. is. Uh, we looked it up. The baseball actually traveled at 117.3 miles an hour on the way out of the park last night. Yeah, and if you go look up the video of it, I mean, first of all, the ball is an absolute laser out of there. Uh, but if you go look up with the sound of the broadcast, it's pretty electric in there, and we'll talk about that in a second. But you can hear the the decibel just triple the decibel decibel level, and the fans really fucking loved it. Um, and we're gonna get into our bleacher creatures. We're gonna do it a little earlier. And we tweeted out this this power rankings of the the fans in the catch. But these people, one dude, the mullet guy with the derp face, <laughs> somebody who just doesn't even look excited to be there. Um, <laughs> Adam, Adam Jones himself. Who, okay, Captain America. Yeah, new Captain America taking it over for David Wright, which I think you and I can both be happy I'm about. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Adam, Adam Jones is also a great guy. Great ball player as well. Yeah. A, great, a great guy, too. I learned this morning, listening to some post-game interviews, San, San Diego native. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I learned that Mike Stanton, or Giancarlo, excuse me, is uh, from... Los Angeles. So they're talking about, oh, going from your town to his. How do you feel about that, Adam and, and Giancarlo? Uh, but they both, I mean, they they both love playing for the U.S. And it's something that we have talked about where how into people are in, 
how into it are people for playing in the World Baseball Classic? And it seems like it's getting more and more of a bigger deal for these players. Well, Mike Trout's going to play in the next one. He already came out and said it. Uh, it's been really oh, fun yeah. to watch, and I think it's a shame. So we were going to have this discussion, and I think we can get into it right now if you want. Yeah. Um, is, is ESPN regretting not having the ba- World, uh, World Baseball Classic? Because right now it's play- basically playing on the MLB Network, and uh, you can stream it if you need to. So, uh, I mean, I'll start with you. Do you think, it, do you think they're regretting it? I think so. I mean, they have it on ESPN Radio, but just the semis. So I think they're really happy that the U.S. made it. Um, whether or not they want the TV deal, I think if the U.S. wins it, it, it almost absolutely will be on ESPN in some capacity. I think they're also kind of reeling and having the World Cup of Hockey on theirs. Then again, they did relegate it to ESPN News for a couple games, yeah, yeah. so you don't know. Um but I think we can see ESPN at least get a couple games, almost like how they do for you know for the NFL playoffs. So I'm, I'm going to say a couple things. I don't know uh, if everyone knows what's going on with ESPN. They're actually about to announce some more cuts uh, from the personality staff due to a cost-cutting move. Uh, ESPN's owned by Disney, if you didn't know that. So uh, they're pretty much one of Disney's cash cows. Um, I think they're not regretting it because I think the ratings, unfortunately, unless they change when the World Baseball Classic happens, it's March Madness. CBS owns it. CBS is crushing it right now. So yeah. I think ESPN, while they would like it, and I hope maybe there's a way they can do it. you got to move it away from especially the yeah. first weekend of March Madness, which I think is so much bigger. Yeah, than even, a baseball even, tournament. And I think it's even yeah. bigger than the, the, the following weekends. I think the first four days of, of it are so intense and so amazing. I mean, we've been watching, obviously, yeah. more. This is a baseball podcast. We won't get into it. So I, I think ESPN would like them to change the dates. But – you know, I guess they they, they, they they could carry it. At the very least, do it like a lot of golf tournaments, right? Yeah. Where early on in the tournament... Is on MLB Network and then bring right. it to the big network. Right, yeah. and bring it to the big network for the semis and the finals and put yeah. it on ESPN. Splash up. Now, the problem is, obviously, though, if the United States doesn't make it, who are you going to get to watch it? Which yeah. is a shame because you're going to miss some great baseball and we're going to get into some of the teams that are still left. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Um, but I think you're right. I think Jones' catch, we talked about this, Makes the World Baseball Classic rele- more relevant in the United States than it, w- than it would have been. Like if we had lost, if we had lost last night, we won the semifinals. Yeah, people wouldn't be talking about it. It wouldn't be all over the place. So, yeah, yeah. I think um, the big thing you got to wonder about too is how do you think? Uh, and we'll get to the dates of it or back on my thought. But one thing I have to think about is how does Rob Manfred feel about that game? <laughs> A three-hour and forty-minute baseball game when there's been the only baseball news we've really heard is rules changes. So you really have to wonder how he's feeling about that. The most exciting baseball game you have, well, really, I mean, it's hard to say since you know baseball season ended because Game Seven was incredible. Right, right. But you gotta feel, you gotta wonder how he feels about the length of play. Yeah, I think that's one of the hard things. I mean, we, we talked a little bit about kind of baseballs at one end of the spectrum, and then we've discussed how hockey. You watch hockey, there's no commercials at all. Yeah. Um, and I guess you would say that football, everyone thought it found the perfect medium with how many commercials it has, although I think it has too many as well. Um, but then again, football's ratings were down this year too. So whose ratings are really up in the sports world? With everything, the ability to stream today and DVR yeah. stuff and watching your phone, I mean, I think ratings are, are tough. But um, baseball could be a little quicker. The other, um, yeah, I mean, the other piece too is is how does social media come into play? Right. Because that's where basketball really, and football for that matter, really get the, really get the advantage is that their plays are so quick. Hockey has it too with goals, but the you know baseball aside from a home run where you can get a cool call, right? Um, you're not really seeing a ton of that flying around. You do with the NCAA baseball accounts pretty good. Yeah, I follow yeah. those, 
Um, but it's, it's a shame that NCAA the baseball in college isn't bigger. Yeah, it I mean, should be. It's right. a big deal in the South. Right. Well, and the yeah. big the big problem is that the, the stars come right from high school, you know, yeah. to, to college, or they're coming from overseas because we see. I mean, we can see in the World Baseball Classic how good some of these teams are, yeah. how good they are. So, um, yeah. Look, let's. I mean, let's jump in. I, I we want to maybe preview the semifinals a little bit for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Um, so we got USA. They're going to be taking on Japan, a the winner of the first two World Baseball Classics. Japan is a tough one to, to forecast because it's pretty much players that play over there. One or two major leaguers, I believe they have one on this year's roster. So it's tough to see. They had that thriller with the Netherlands uh-huh. in that you know phase two play. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how our boys go up on it. We did we looked up and down to try to see who the starter was, and it's too hard. Yeah, maybe by now the, the starter's been named. But it, we're thinking maybe Strowman? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, because Chris Archer's out. He's yeah. gone back to spring training. I mean, that's yeah. all the hard part here is that these, these stat, the, the front office is a major league, and if they don't want yeah. their, their pitchers especially yeah. because it's tracing on the arms, so, which is why they have the inning limit. I mean, yeah. um, but either way, I, I do think, you know, I don't, like I said, you don't know much about Japan, but I would say that the momentum that, the momentum that the United States has plus the. Um, the home, the home, the home crowd. I should should push them through in this game, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's interesting that it's in LA, where you know they. I mean, it's warm out. Why not go to a baseball game? And really, they're going to be itching for Dodger baseball. It's at Dodger Stadium, of course. And I think it. I mean, we could really get a nice crowd out there. I don't. The last one I think was in San Francisco, and it, it did sell pretty well. Right. Where they had over fifty thousand people there. So hopefully, it's the same way. And you can really get that crowd action into yeah. it where, you know, everybody's doing the wave or right. balls around. Have you ever been to a Dodger game before? I've not. I'd love it's, to go. it's fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's the, all, it's, great. it's a great park. Yeah. It's a great park. There's all the jo- the jokes that they don't show up until the third inning and they leave in the seventh because <laughs> of all the traffic. Right. Right. But it's a cool environment. I used to, I've gone a few times with my, my grandmother had diamond club season oh, tickets, cool. Cool. which are sweet. And it's a, I mean, it's a trout pond of celebrities. <laughs> she, uh, she was good buddies with Pat Sajak. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, uh, I do think having it in L.A. is good, not only because it has a large you know, Hispanic population in, in the Los Angeles, but also because if it's on the West Coast, it also probably has a large um, uh, Asian population, including Japanese. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully people that, the Japanese people that are there want to come see Japan play, um, and obviously you know, the United States, and um, it should be a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, but the question is, yeah, we don't know, we don't know enough about Japan. Uh, Dominican Republic, we know a lot of tip players. Netherlands, we know a lot of guys. Uh, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, but yeah. man, you're right. It's surprising because there have been a lot of big stars, but you're right. It's one of the better better international leagues. Yeah. So a lot of really great players do stay there until later in their career, and then they come over here and get that big paycheck from yeah. the Yankees or something like that. And that was the big debate last year with with Ichiro, mm-hmm. where did his hits in in Japan count Town, towards right. beating Pete Rose? And- and personally, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Right. Because you got to do it at the highest You can level. see why. Right. I mean, it's pretty damn impressive when you come out in your rookie year and get, what was it, 230 yeah. hits? I mean, we're not putting him down by saying he doesn't have the record, but yeah. in my opinion, 
you have to do it at maybe major league level. And I'm not putting down the Japanese league or anything, but yeah. you know, that's like saying going overseas and scoring a lot of points in basketball. Or hockey. Or playing hockey. Europe. Right, right, right. Yeah, as Dario Saric's career, he wouldn't be a rookie. Right, right. right. I, mean, look, I mean, hopefully in, in the next 10 years, leagues get up to our level. I would yeah. prefer. It'd be nice. Hey, I mean, how can have a class where you match up against the, the major league baseball goes and plays in Japan and it's competitive? Yeah, it'd be pretty know? sweet. Yeah. But I think, yeah, so that's the one semifinal game. The other one is the, the Netherlands, who we already knew was were there. Right. Versus the Puerto Ricans, who you and I, I think we gave them their credit, but we we sort of discounted them in the last episode. Which, you know, apologies to Puerto Rico, but you know we were we were pretty convinced the Dominican was going to be here. <laughs> but you know, Puerto Rico six and zero in the tournament, and you have to wonder: does their Cinderella run end with the Netherlands? Because the Netherlands has gone pound for pound with a lot of different countries in this tournament, including Japan, right? I I'm gonna tell you I'm I'm going uh, Puerto Rico all the way. They're 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 smoking hot. Um, they're playing great baseball, and I don't know. I guess I've never maybe I've never been sold on the Netherlands. I maybe I'm wrong. Um, but I mean, we 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 talked about Puerto yeah. Rico and and their their star power, especially you know batting. And I don't think the Netherlands has particularly strong pitching either. Yeah. So I think it comes down to bats, and uh, I like the bats of Puerto Rico better than the Netherlands. I I kind of feel the Netherlands here. Okay. They're the, they're the away team. Which, I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, I really like that infield that the Netherlands has. Right. I think they really, I mean, that's the future of power infielders. So I think it, uh, I mean, I'm a big Xander Bogarts guy. I really <laughs> like him. So I might be a little impartial there, but I, I see yeah. them moving on. And okay. I think, I mean, we said this before, Netherlands Dominican might be the champion. As much as I want to say the U.S. gets by Japan, and then ultimately wins, and it'd be great for it. And we'll we'll talk about that in a second. I think the winner of this game wins the World Baseball Classic. Wow. Yeah, okay. I think so. Shocker from G-Man, because I'm going U.S. all the way after that win. I think they're just going to rise up to the occasion. I hope they do. I'm wearing my hat right now. Uh, I think I've worn it in all three podcasts. So you know, <laughs> nobody's more nobody's a bigger USA baseball fan than me. I bought this before the 09 tournament. But I just think that Netherlands team, they got the speed. They got the bats. Okay. They're a good defensive team, too. They're really fucking good. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, look, I know you mentioned, uh, speaking of World Baseball Classic and Bleacher Creatures, yeah. you want to discuss quickly. Jump on the Thunderblock Twitter. Uh, you'll see a, a link over to Sports Illustrated's yeah, the power, rankings. power rankings of everyone. And there's an incredible photo that they captured of the moment Adam Jones jumped up over the wall and reached out for the home run and all of the people in the stands. Um, it is... It is hysterical. Yeah. Um, they, they, they rank the seven people in the main or I didn't notice a little kid. Photo. That's hysterical. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really worth going to watch. It just shows you all the different kind of people that are at these games because some people look like they want to be there and some other people don't. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bummed. You know, there's women in the crowd, but there's no women in the picture. They're all being blocked yeah, well, out by the guy going for the baseball, mostly. I would thought, and I had asked when you pulled this up, I would thought I would seen a smoke show there, but I, I don't see any women. They're yeah. not... They're not visible. No, they're not. Well, I got that guy's hair is pretty long. Yeah, right? guy, yeah. he looks like he's pitching for the Mets. <laughs> the number seven backwards derp face guy, yeah. if you load this up. Well worth the time to I check would say this so. out. Yeah. I, I do think, you know what, we're talking about it. I do think it's just, it's fun to go to games and see what people are wearing. Um, you know, growing up and still today, we I, we always try to go with a jersey on or yeah. something. But. You see the George Washington guy at this game? Yeah, the guy. Yeah, dressed yeah, as George yeah. Washington, right? Yeah, guy was George Washington, wore colonial garb to this game. <laughs> Which I think is pretty hilarious. Um, 
with you, you know, the flags on. So not not historical historically accurate, but you know, nobody, nobody's here to judge. Yeah. You know, it's not like not like you're looking to be in Hamilton, <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, as great as this is, I want I don't think it beats the uh, the two guys in the Mike Trout catch in his rookie year. Oh the yeah, the two guys go whoa yeah as he's catching it and like they're twenty feet away from Trout. <laughs> That's a great. We'll be able to find that and tweet it out. Yeah, we'll look over um, But yeah, I mean, so those are our bleacher creatures for the week. We're doing it a little early. In the the episode because we had to keep it on the on the same you know, same plane, but one thing I really we kind of got to this with the SPM, but how big of a deal do you think it would be for the U.S. to even make the final? They've been to the semis before, but they've never been to the final, and even more if they do win it, how big of a deal does this tournament become in the United States? Do you think it moves the needle at all, or or what do you think? I just think the timing. We talked. I talked this before. The timing is really tough because it's during March Madness. Yeah. Um, we love to root for our country. It's one of our best qualities. Yep. And I think it's good though that we don't dominate in this tournament every year. You know, it's like um, we we talked about the Olympics and basketball. How we smoke them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, but it's like in soccer, the last World Cup when the U.S. made a little bit of a run, and oh my God, people Everybody were going crazy. And you know what? Yep. I, I think when the, when the next World Cup comes up, people are going to feel the same way They're because be of excited. last year. Yeah. So I'm thinking if, if we can go to the finals, yeah. maybe not win, but go to the finals, people will be excited. I, th- I agree. Yeah, I think so. Greg and I talked in the first one, would it be better before or after? I also saw an article somewhere where you, where you shrink the tournament and do it during the All-Star break, which I don't agree with. Nah, nah, nah. I think because it's the pitchers. And yeah, the, the, it's the pitching. If I'm if I'm a manager, I do not want my star pitchers pitching in this because they're. And I think that's the harder part for the U.S. than every other team, because it is the United States. And while we all try to play for national pride, um, in mo- in almost all sports, basketball, baseball, the big four sports. Yeah. Uh, maybe not hockey, but 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 hockey's having the same problem with the Olympics. Exactly. I think. Players don't feel as much of an urge to go. Yeah, mid-season. Unlike, yeah. but but it, like if you're from the Dominican yeah. or from Puerto Rico, you really want to go. It is it is their Olympics for that. It is. You know, I mean, yeah. I think that's a good thing for the sport. Um, and I, you know, it's like like I said, LeBron James didn't play in the Olympics. No. He didn't play in the um, um, the basketball World Cup. Yeah. yeah. Because and, and should he? Uh, we can we can agree and disagree on that, but. I think he should. Well, he should. That'd be fun. But, but, yeah. but on the other hand, well, in basketball, good. we're so good. So yeah. let other people, we still went undefeated. Let other people yeah. win, the, win medals. But in baseball, we want to win, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But baseball, we fun. hadn't won yet. Right. It's just the right. big deal. I think Greg Greg proposed the post, uh, post-World post Series run, which I think is a viable option. I just have to wonder. Same thing, though, the pitching, right? The pitching and, and really where so many teams get done and then it's another month until World Series Game 7. Right, right. Do you really want to, you know, keep it going for a month where you're training and getting the team together? And maybe you do it like how hockey does the World Championships. Maybe. Where if you only go oh so far, you don't play. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you don't make it to the NLCS or the ALCS, you, you're just – you don't play. Yeah. And we start the tournament around the same time. But then, I mean, the World Championships take a backseat to the Stanley Cup Finals. Gotcha. That's my – that's the one issue But, you know, there. it's like they take the uh, – when the Olympics happen, the, the league takes two weeks off. The yeah. Olympics, right? Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe Major League Baseball has talked about maybe cutting down the season 
So maybe that's a discussion you maybe, have. Maybe, yeah. Is there, is there a time in the year where you can have more of a break? No. And if, if so, can the World Baseball Classic happen during that time every few years? I, it's a long discussion, a long-term discussion, but maybe they, maybe they can come to some kind of consensus there. Yeah, we could. I mean, we can really, we probably really hash this out at another point, but I think it's something that's that's you need the owners to fully get on board. George Steinbrenner famously almost boycotted the right. first one. But it's, I mean, it's something that, it's a work in progress. I think the U.S. winning moves the needle so much for it, where come 2021, Mike Trout's playing, you really get the ball moving. Right, right. But let's move on. You know, we're here for the NL West today, which is interesting because we've done the first two in the American League, and we're, we're moving over to the National League. So everything's a clean slate in terms of our, <laughs> you know, our chalkboard of picks. No wild cards we need to... Watch out that we said in one versus the other. Right. Before we do that, I do have to make a public apology to Greg. I said last time he'd pick the Yankees to win the division. His hot take was the Yankees coming in second. Ah, okay. I believe making the playoffs. Yeah. But Greg was... I was totally wrong, but yeah, no. Well, Greg's a big Red Sox fan, so he... he <laughs> That's lied, a lot for him to say. He live-texted me as he was watching the episode, and he goes, it basically was a stream of, no, 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 I didn't say that. <laughs> almost like the almost like a Jerry Seinfeld reaction to, to Kramer, but so Greg, we have, you know, apologies, apologies there, my man, um, and continue to live text. It's incredibly entertaining for me what, to get that feedback. And if you haven't listened to Greg on the first episode, please go listen to that episode one. Me and Maddie D doing episode two, and of course share this and share all the episodes out, and you know really spread the word about the bullpen cart. But we move on National League West. It's a really interesting division because you got both sides of the the baseball coin, if you will, really all ends of the spectrum from the San Diego Padres to the top of the division. You and I consensus pick the Padres at the bottom. Oh, I believe most, yeah. pretty much everyone, bottom of the barrel in terms of baseball. We're talking Oops. possibly 100 losses, the worst team in the league. Mark. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not. We can get into it, but I mean, they're, they're going to struggle. Yeah, they're really going to struggle. And I'm not sure if I'd say 100 losses, but they are going to be bottom of the barrel. I didn't mean to be that. They made a lot. Of, they lost their football team. That was rude. I yeah. apologize, Well, they made a lot of, of weird moves. A couple years ago, of course, they traded the, the entire farm almost to get right. to get Craig, Craig Kimbrell. Matt Kemp was in there. Matt Kemp was in there. Uh, a lot of guys just gone from their team. Yeah. They still have Will Myers, though, who I've always really liked. I liked him in Tampa. He was supposed to be a part of that that next round of guys. Um, so you, you really have you have him at first base. He should be the, the shining star of that team. Maybe Brian Schiff. Schiff? Yeah. Uh, I'm mispronouncing his name at second base. But, you know, you, you have those guys. And, and really... That's what I said. My question. Not a lot said, else. You said shining star. He's like the only star in the sky yeah. right now for the Padres. I mean, my big question is: Are they even? Are they even rebuilding at all? Yeah, they have, they're doing. It just seems like they have nothing going on there right now. Yeah, they have a couple guys that, that you might see. Hunter Renfro is yeah, the name you're going to hear around. Yeah, yeah. Um, Manny Margot. I mean, these guys are both yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, slated yeah. to come up this year because so, they really. Have, I, I like Margot. Yeah. Um, he, he should be starting right. opening day. He kind of does it all. Yeah. Uh, my question is, can he be kind of like a pillar next to Will Myers? Uh, yeah. Like, but they need. Like, so our big question for them was, are they even sellers? Like, do they have anybody to sell? They're, they don't have a lot of veterans to sell, right? Yeah, they're a team that that you probably throw in a three play, you know, three team deal where they have a lot of couple of years down the line prospects. You know, some of the people that the Phillies tried to grab 
what they were selling, who are now starting to come up and will be coming up over the next couple of years. So they could be a part of those deals, or maybe they you know, package some guys around. Right, right. So that's really what you could see, but I agree with you. You're not going to be hearing San Diego Padres as a name thrown around in the you know, July 31st trade deadline. Right. Maybe waiver waiver deals in August, but it's it's tough. I think you might see a package, but it also might not be until winter meetings that you see them really getting involved yeah. in the, uh, to the me, To me, they're at the bottom, and it's all about prospects and trading for trading for prospects and keeping your pro- – I mean, they've got a lot of work to do. Um, you're right, 2015, I'm going to talk about this a little bit too with another team in this division, but 2015, they, everyone was like, oh, my God, wild card. Yeah. But I think it shows you in I certain I certainly overvalued right. them. I think it shows you in baseball that it's, it's about – one or two free agents and one or two trades no. a year, and the best teams in baseball build from 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 the bottom from the prospects. And we'll, we'll no. get into that as we get into the division a little bit because there's another team that kind of did the same thing. So I mean, there's really not much for us to discuss about the prospects. No, and I think it's 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 pretty agreeable that they're that they are at the bottom. Right. So the middle of that division where you could see you might be able to see a team one of these two teams make a move. Yeah. You might not. You and I are on different sides of the page here. I have the Diamondbacks coming in at fourth. I know you have them at third, mm. but I think the Diamondbacks, you know, it really it hinges on Grinky, what he does for them. He had an, an off year last year, a little bit of injury, and I think he bounces back. But looking at the rest of their lineup, Shelby Miller was somebody who came over from the Pirates. Oh, what a terrible trade! And yeah, it was a terrible trade. Yeah. And a lot of people no, uh, breaks. Wasn't the Braves? Yeah, because yeah. they they got they gave so the Diamondbacks gave now the number one prospect in super uber. Prospect. Oh, Sandy Swanson. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, they right. gave him away. Yeah. Shelby, now, Shelby was not a bad player. Yeah. But you're telling me he's Sandy Swanson? No. Yeah. No. To the Diamondbacks did the same thing. Padres didn't do that as a good team. Diamondbacks yeah, right. 16 made all these moves, trying yeah. to bring in a bunch of guys. You're right. And make this great thing, and they and it ruined their team. And it really, team. yeah. Right. right. I mean, but that's really it when you look at their at their starting rotation. They have Fernando Rodney now at closer. Yes. Who yep. I've heard he's a complete dickhead, and fans <laughs> can see hate that. Him. Yeah, I can see that. Well, he was with the Rays and the Tigers, right? Well, he was with the, and then he was with the Mariners for a while. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, Joe Solly, friend of the podcast, when he lived in Seattle, apparently I found this out at, at Safeco that their left field is twenty one and only twenty one and only. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. So, but it's just. People getting wild above the visiting bullpen and the and the Mariners bullpen. So like they go boo Fernando Rodney when he's forming up or he's just sitting there. Uh, but that just tells you, I mean, even in a place that's Seattle, you know, not Philadelphia, yeah. that people get wild and, and boo you if you're a real douchebag yeah. to them. Um, but of course, that Diamondbacks lineup. I mean, I love their lineup. I like the Rockies a little more, and that's yeah. why I'm a little more impartial to them. But I've always liked Paul Goldschmidt. He can. He's one of the best players in baseball. He is one of the and best quietly players. Quietly because in he's been stuck in the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I mean, he had the great year two years ago, and it was one of those you'd no idea who this guy was. Right, if you right. Were, if you weren't a baseball junkie, you didn't really know who this dude was. He just appeared. And AJ, AJ Pollock should be back. Yeah, AJ Pollock's there. Um, Jake Lamb was a guy, a young guy. Um, right. Who has power. It's just, it's a wonder. A lot of these guys, you just have to wonder how much are they really going to get on base and not strike out. They right. Look at the ball. Well, the, what's his name? Um, uh, Thomas, the center fielder, had 31 oh, Thomas, home runs. Yeah. yeah, Thomas had 31 home runs last year. So is that repeatable again for him? 
I don't think so. It's a. I mean, that's a deep part. Right, right. Chase so, Field is a deep, deep part. Right. So big. they do have some young pitchers that struggled last year. Archie Bradley was a high pick uh, who struggled. His ERA was over almost five. And the other guy was Robbie Ray. Yeah. Who was fifth in the league in his strikeout rate. Okay. Right. But yeah. he struggled ERA-wise. So he's one of those guys that look at the advanced statistics, could yeah. bounce back. He hits the strike zone. Right. That's a question of right. how missable. But he's got great stuff. Yeah. He's got a great sinker and a great slider. So, yeah. And with a, obviously, has a good fastball if you're going to be yeah. a major leader. So my question then to you is, do you think the Diamondbacks need to stay the course, or should they move a guy like Goldschmidt, maybe Pa, should they move a couple guys and kind of retool? And the reason I say that is, look at the division. They could surprise some people this year, which is why I'm in third. And, and I mean, I'm not saying they're gonna, they're not. I don't think they're gonna contend for the division, but maybe a walk. I'm no. not sure. Or do they kind of hit a half reset, make a move, get some guys into the into the system that are that are a year or two away? Yeah, because Goldschmidt should bring you inject back. Inject the AAA right. level. Goldschmidt should bring you back some guys that should start next year in the majors. Yeah. Like a Dansby Swanson. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I don't know. Uh, what do you, do you think that they should need to reset with how good the top two teams are in this division, or do you think they should just start to stay the course? And see what happens this year. I think you, maybe not with Goldschmidt, I think you can maybe move A.J. Pollock. Okay. Get a couple, because the thing is you have a lot of young guys, and it's, they have some guys that, are, that can make moves and they're a couple years away. So you could maybe get a, you know, one or two guys. Right. Injected and do that semi-reset. I think hit the total reset and get rid of Goldschmidt. Is wrong. Right. Okay. Might no, be wrong. Uh, unless somebody's offering me somebody amazing. Yeah, unless you're really... You're really at the deadline, and you're looking at it, and, and there's no one on the first base market, and then you're really the big player. Right. That's the, and that's the big thing. You have to, yeah. to wait out the market. We can always say, yo, don't do it, and then the yeah. market develops. Right, right. I mean, I mean look at Sam Brad- the Sam Bradford trade for the Eagles. <laughs> um, so you never know. Yeah. This is forecasting four months away. Yeah. And a lot of these top teams have great first basemen. That's kind of one of the things yeah. if you look – uh, it was the problem with when we were trying to move Ryan Howard before he was terrible, terrible. Yeah. Love, love him to death. Love the big piece, but anyway, but there was nowhere to take him. No one wanted him because they all had first baseman, and he wasn't even that even that good of a defender. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Kind of, you kind of reassess after the deadline. I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's tough to say where they'll end up, which is why I have them fourth. I think again, it really, it really hinges on the cranky Miller. Robbie Ray, how much can they really keep the ball in the yard? It's a deep, it's a deep, deep ballpark. So I think that's another reason to hold on to Goldschmidt, a guy who can really rake the ball. Right. But it's tough against those top tier teams, and even against the Rockies, who, as we'll get to in a second, they have just a fucking killer lineup. Uh huh. Can really fucking slug the ball. So it's tough to see, but you know, you have to look at can guys like David Peralta, Kettle Marte, their shortstop. Yeah. Can he get a little bit of power? He, you want him to be your leadoff guy getting on base, but if he can have a little bit of a pop and can you know, produce those runs, I think that's a good thing as well. Yeah. But we move on. We move up to my number three team, your number four, the Rockies. All right. I think they're almost interchangeable to me. Yeah. I think. But I'm going to rather have watched a Rocky game, and we'll talk about, you know, yeah. for a good reason. Yeah. The Rockies have just a huge, huge, huge depth lineup. They added they added my boy Ian Desmond onto that team who really turned into a big slugger with the the Texas Rangers when he moved out into the outfield. But I think the big question for them is pitching, which is why what they're pitching? interchangeable. Exactly. Give me a pitcher, right? But my question to you is does it even matter in Colorado? 
Right. So I, one of the reasons why, so I actually would, if, if I'm looking at a, you know, if you're projecting out, if you're doing a future power rankings, I have the Rockies ahead of the Diamondbacks. I think they're on the right track. I just think their total lack of pitching is a problem. But I'm with you. I don't, I don't think you want to focus on pitching there because of how difficult it is, because of how yeah. well you hit. Now, you've got to have some people to throw out there. To me, they're a team that just signed a bunch of veteran, veteran inning, uh, inning eaters, right? Yeah. Get, get, get three or four guys in here. I mean, remember they used to have um, uh, what was his name through the uh, no hitter, uh, Ubaldo. Oh yeah, Ubaldo Jimenez, and everyone was like, "Oh, how great is he going to be?" But you know what? It's kind of hard as a pitcher to be in that park. Yeah. Because if anyone touches your ball, it's gone. If you if you if you throw the ball hard, yeah. which is normally a good thing, well up there, they're gonna just crush yeah, it out. Flies of the out. But so the lineup though. Yeah, I mean, the is great. It's felt Trevor Story. Yeah, look great. Is he going to continue to progress? I think so. Me too. I, me too. I think he's great. He, has a, he obviously had that unbelievable first week. I don't think you're going to see that again. But when you got a guy who we didn't, we haven't even talked about him in any of our world baseball classes. So you got a guy, Nolan Arenado, oh, that you're batting in front of. You're going to see some. You're right. going to either see some pitches, or you're going to make a fast shortstop yeah. get on base. So it's really. You're forcing him to have the ball thrown to him, mm-hmm. which I think is good. Yeah, I mean, I know, and I mean, so Ian by Ian Desmond broke his hand. Oh, He's yeah, out you're for right. About five weeks, but, right. but he'll be fine. Help I me mean, yeah. look. He'll be in. It'll be. I mean, baseball's right around the corner, so yeah. he'll miss a little bit of time. But they didn't move Cargo last year. Carlos Gonzalez. No, probably won't this year, unless the what David Dahl uh, was pretty darn good last year. He batted around 315. If he can do that again and they feel they can move Carga, who is fantastic. And if you're going to move him, you better be getting the right home. I know he's yeah. got some injury concerns, but he really is a five, like a five-tool player. All the hitting, power, on base. So they're, they are absolutely loaded up in, in the lineup, which is why, to me, they're going to be a really fun team to watch, even if they stink. I think they're so. They're going to be fun. Yeah. Which I think that's the big – that's you know the chicks dig the long ball right. mentality. That's what this team brings to the table. They always do playing in Denver. I mean, they don't really have a choice. I mean, yeah. yeah. But I think – pop up actually and then and ends up in left field. But I think – and I've seen them come to Philadelphia the last couple of years. They're still that way. Right. It's very you, – you can say all the, the crap you want to about playing in Denver, but they can do it on the road too. It's right. not these crazy split stats. No, They're of course. Absolutely a ton of fun to watch. I think the lineup and the well, – even though it's a lack of pitching, I think it's manageable. But I think the lineup propels them into third place. And we're going to get to the top two teams in a second. But I think the fact that you don't really know where these two teams in the Diamondbacks and the Rockies are and the fact that you play the Padres 19 times a year, yeah. I think really helps you. You're going to see these teams with decent records, probably around high 70s wins. I don't think they'd break 500. Like they did last year, but they're going to be fun. And right. It's going to be right. It's that cool late August, early September. They're still around. Maybe. They're still around. Yeah. Really, it depends on on how good the Dodgers and Giants are, and we can you know yeah. when we get to the NL East and we get to the NL Central, how good the, the Cardinals can be, how good can the Mets be, or the Marlins for that matter. Yeah. But really, how many wins can they get? And the fact that they're playing a bad yeah. team like the like the Padres. Can really you know help them out with getting close to that 500 mark. I mean, we both agree there's a big gap, the top two to the rest of them. Yeah. But if the Diamondbacks and um, Rockies are playing really good, they could kind of be a spoiler for the top two teams. They could. They easily because, could. Right. It, 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 the really cool thing about baseball is there are only so many teams that are actually in the playoffs. 
and you can be the one of the best teams in the league and not make it. And I love that about baseball. I love that effect. So there's a chance that one of these two teams could be playing hot in August and cause some real problems for the Dodgers or the Giants. I agree. Yeah, so, I mean, let's move up into yeah. the top tier. You it's have the really their playground out there. It is. Uh, these guys are good. I totally agree. I originally maybe thought the Rockies could make a, a bit of a move to try to be that sort of 2008 Tampa Bay Rays against huh, yeah. these two bitter rivals that really, really hate each other and are just – Huge producers, can score a ton of runs, have great pitching, but that lack of pitching really doesn't really doesn't bode well for them. Right. And it's tough to play against teams that have that, you know, those deep pockets and have shown those off acquiring a lot of guys. Right. Playing the Giants, everyone knows the Dodgers. They're an LA team, so they the Giants quietly spend more money than people realize. They're also just a great organization. I mean, I can't disagree with that. Um well, I'll ask you straight up. Forget the rankings of these two teams. No. Do you think both these teams will be in, will be playing postseason baseball this year? I do think both. Does? I mean, they both did last year. To me, I agree. I think I think yeah. they're going to be the winner and the number one. But there is so much talent in the Central yeah. and the East, which we'll talk about yeah. later. Another podcast. Yeah, another but, episode. I, mean, I, I pick both these guys. There is so much talent. And... Not only talent, but they have the willingness to be buyers at the deadline if they need a piece. Exactly. They, I love baseball's trade deadlines. My favorite yeah. deadline. Oh, easily, the, easily uh, the better uh, deadline. Uh, people act, they actually joke. make trades. They do. They, they actually yeah, make yeah. For big-name players, right. They don't talk about it like the NBA. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is you can probably see the, the, the uh, San Francisco Giants making a little more moves. I, I think see the that. Dodgers, Dodgers might need to use a team like the Padres in, in an extra grade where they're you know, doing a three, three team, four team deal, but I think you could see either buy if somebody does get yeah. hurt, and they'll they're capable and willing to roll the dice on that. Well, I know the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers somehow um, remind me a lot of the Cardinals right now, and how they have so many prospects still that they haven't even gotten up. Yeah. Um, and I, you're right. I, I like that you brought up the point about that rivalry, and I wish they were East Coast teams because yeah. I don't think people realize. The How Giants and the Dodgers, they're like the Red Sox and the Yankees, yeah. and, and they're better because they stab each other. Right, literally, the fans. The Red Sox and the Yankees, that rivalry hasn't been around for a, a few years just because yeah. the Yankees have started to scuffle a little bit. Yeah. And then it'll be back, but I think Greg, there's a little... Greg was very sad about it. Yeah, I know. Well, that's a great rivalry. Right? Yeah. There's a little less hate right now, yeah. uh, you know, up on uh, up on, one of the, on the 95 corridor up there. Yeah. So, but I mean, look, you have your rankings, so why don't we go with who you think is going to be number two? So it's tough, and I think it's going to be a last week edge. Hopefully, hope it's last game. Hope they play each other in the season. We actually can look that I'm up. Looking, but, I'm gonna look um, it up while G, while G talks. I got the Dodgers edging the Giants. The Dodgers will win the National League West. Well, once again, I think I don't think they get the one seed. I think that's the Cubs. It's the Cubs to lose. Yeah, me too. I agree. Um, but I could think they're easy, easy two seed potential, and I think you could see the Giants be the three seed that gets the one wild card. Especially because, well, we can get into the NL Central, but I think they have the talent. The Giants picked up a lot of pieces over the course of the year. The big one, of course, being the closer in Mark Melanson. Mm-hmm. You, know, you moved from Pittsburgh to Washington. Did pretty well for the Nationals last year. But I think playing for a team that's got a pretty awesome starting rotation and then a lineup that just produces runs – they are a run factory. They can manufacture it that real grinded out style. They can, of course, hit some home runs. When you got you, when you got these guys that have that pop, you can in a fun park like 
uh, AT and T. It's you know it's cool to see, but they really really can manufacture those out. You see guys like Brandon Belt, Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford, Hunter Pence. Hey, healthy Hunter Pence. The healthy sure. Hunter Pence. Right. Yeah. I mean, you see that you really just churn it out. I mean, what? I mean, I know you had them number one. Well, I have them number one, yeah. and I there is something about that organization that their ability to find players. You know, it's not always about the stats you see straight up when they when they show you. It's not always about the batting average. It's not always about the home runs or the you know they they just find guys who are good winning baseball players. Yeah. Um, and, and look, Buster Posey's a superstar, but he also does everything the right way. Yeah. Um, we, we you talk about Belt and everything. Um. You know, like they had a. So I'm always big uh, Philly. Like I love on base percentage. Yeah. Uh, it's to me, it's it, you can. Okay, you Billy can, Bean. Hey, you can bat. I yeah. I'm with, you can bat 200 if you're on base. If you're on base percentage in the high 300s, you, you're doing it right. And if you base on base percentage in the high 400s, yeah. they got a guy there, Jared Parker, who might start in left field, who last year had a 358 on base percentage. So that's a guy you never even heard of, but that's the kind of stat that wins you ball games. Yeah, I mean that, those were the Angels teams of the right. early 2010s. Right, they just got. I mean, they had a 10 minute, at one point in their lineup that all of them hit over 290. Yeah, and they were just getting on base, and they made. I mean, it's a yeah. runs factory. It's not you don't live and die by the long you ball. You don't need every position to be an all star. You like it? Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they have four all stars. And when Posey, Crawford, Bell, and and Pence potentially, they're that talented. But they find other guys, and they just have guys on their team that that produce. But I mean, the Dodgers are the same way. Their pitching staff with the Giants, they're so good that their fifth starter is Matt Cain, who yeah. might be beat out by a younger guy like Ty Blatch, who started off. And they have I mean, they have Madison Bumgarner, who is probably probably underrated, really. I think. Yeah. They got Cueto now. He's back for another year. Yeah. Matt Moore. Nambor is great. Right, he's like 29, 28. He's now. not old. But but of his age, no, I think he's twenty eight. Yeah. And th- but this could be his breakout year. And Jeff Smart is still there. So I just there's something about the uh, the Giants that just they seem to win when they need to. Yeah, I agree with you. They they seem to. I think they l- like to have that sort of underdog play. They always kind of their September seems to be stagnant where they. Right, right. The weird, the weird thing about the National League West in the last couple of years is that either the Giants or the Dodgers have been like 10 games out, double-digit games out, and come back. They may not win the division, but then they make a run. Those All those Dodger teams that made the NLCS, those giant teams that, of course, won the World Series. But it's interesting that you'll see, you'll likely see a team, maybe maybe the Rockies again, maybe the Diamondbacks, right. come out like a, a shot out of the cannon. And one of these teams struggles. I mean, the question there, and sort of why I think the Dodgers end up edging the Giants, is that you've seen the Giants do that a lot more often. You, of course, had that, that one Dodger team in the Don Mattingly days that was really far out of first place and then We're almost right. won the National League. Right. But... I do think that the the Giants are more likely to stumble out of the gate and then catch up, and I think that ultimately makes the difference. Right, right. Well, they both have great pitching, yeah. so I think they have a very high floor. Does that make sense? Yeah, very right. So very to me, pitching, floor, pitching, which is why I mean, it's their playground. Right, right. Of course. I mean, and, and anyway, so you have the Dodgers at one, I have the Dodgers at two, and we both have to make the playoffs. Yeah. Obviously, Clayton Kershaw, uh, best pitcher in baseball. I don't think it's even an argument uh, how dominant he is. Like the not even the first week of games, Clayton Kershaw already has the curveball on. Right. He's got that thing <laughs> going from your eyes to your ankles. 
and it is full. And that it does not fully animated; it's just not hittable. Yeah, you're seeing you know people swing at this. You're seeing people freeze on it. He's not a cra- you know he doesn't have the crazy cross the plate slider, but I mean he just steps up there and throws it at you, and you're, you're done. <laughs> So uh, their staff behind is, is very yeah. good, right? Very, very good. Rich Hill's still there. Kenta Maeda. We're going to talk about it. We're going to bring him back up. Okay. We, we were talking before. They still have Scott Casimir, which I'm right. Oh, God. Alex Wood, I think, yeah, too, Alex right? Alex Wood, yeah, he's still there. And Julio uh, Rios. And they have the uh, Jose De Leon, who just pitched, by the way, for somebody, uh, maybe Puerto Rico in the World Baseball yeah. Classic. Yeah. They, they, there's a lot of guys there. They have and they're a all very, very, very deep pitching you know, pitching core. Yep. Which is why I think you might see I I think that we didn't really dive into this, but I think you could see them as more of a straight up trade rather than packaging. Gotcha. But it's I mean it's it's deep. Right. And, and the same and thing the other um, the other guy over from Asia, um, that I can't pass. He's got a long name with a hyphen in it. Um, yeah. terrible. Are you Jin Ryu? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he I'm, I'm of, butchering that. Right. But. He came up with a lot of Bollywood fame. Yeah. Uh, and he just really hasn't he had but he's been okay. But here's my question then. Yeah. Uh, on paper, I love that rotation. Yeah. But Rich Hill has had injury concerns. Scott yeah. Casimir was resurrected from the dead. Yeah. Uh, Julio Arias started out poorly last year and really turned it on later. I mean, he's a really good player now. I mean, I agree. But they're not even thinking about having him start right away. Yeah. So I I think that the Giants, to me, have the safer staff. Yeah, I can see that. The Dodgers... Dodgers have more right. virtues in the floor ceiling, yeah, but they also level. have more guys they can flow in and they out. They have more. Right. They have the higher. They have a higher ceiling, I think. Right. Oh. And it's a more dominant ceiling. You know who else is out there? And we forgot about him. Oh yeah, Big Joe. Brandon, no, Brandon, Brandon McCarthy. Yeah, that's right. And he Brandon was a McCarthy. great pitcher for yeah. the Diamondbacks. They t- took the ball off the, his head, yeah. got dinged up, and he's been hurt a little bit. But he's his last year. Yeah. He's big deal, but it's his last year in that deal this yeah. year. So I think that they're they're the they could be more exceptional to me. I think so too. I think. Um, Moving over their offense, I mean, they, of course, got the two guys that rope the ball. Corey Seager, their shortstop, and Jock Peterson, who I think is starting to starting to really get, get more and more playing time. Really, really nice guy. They also got, um, what's his name's brother? Uh, Clay Thompson's brother, Trace Thompson. Yes, yes, yes. Who, he's, he's pretty talented. I don't think you're going to see him starting a ton. I think he platooned a little bit. Um, Puig? Yeah, they got Puig, which, right. I mean, that's my big question, which I think he does bounce back, but you've seen Puig up and down. But they have they have Ethier if they need to. Yeah. They also have uh, Vance Lyke who starts some games. So yeah. I don't think you, you, you want the Puig that you know he can be, which is an all-star, potential superstar in this league. That's how talented he could be. I mean, he's got all the physical tools. Yeah. Right? He reminds me of a less put-together uh, Yonah Cespedes, right? Yeah, that's maybe, a good way to put it. Maybe even better. I mean, he's, he's got an arm, and he's got that showboating LA thing you want. Yeah. But um, and, and they still got our boy out there. Although I do think if they're going to make a move, it's probably going to be for a second baseman. Yeah, I think so. Um, or maybe, maybe. Well, I don't know enough about their catching there. Maybe a catcher. Who they got? Yeah, they have, have, have Grandal. He's pretty good. Okay. Um, not that. Not that you. Not that teams really go after catchers. I mean, but the first job of a catcher is to be a catcher. Uh, the second job is to hit. Unlike a lot of other. And hey, look, Adrian Gonzalez. How much does he have left? Hey, you want to talk about a team where if somebody's struggling, Adrian Gonzalez. They potentially go after a Paul Goldschmidt because this. I know it's in the division, but this would be one of the teams that could pop because he's thirty-seven, isn't he? Yeah. He's an old. I mean, look, he's, he's an a, older such guy. A good hitter. I like Vance Like a lot. He's pretty good. I um, so I, I don't know necessarily if you go right. I think we'd have to look at at you know who has expiring contracts and everything. 
But I, I would think you're safe at first base if Gonzalez goes down. Right. But we didn't even get into Justin Turner. So I just read an article on yeah. ESPN that he, if this, they, they ranked everybody on every team, who would you have up for one at bat when you yeah. get a hit? And they still have Turner right now. They think that Seager will pass him this year. Yeah. But perpetually underrated, basically squeaked out a deal with the Dodgers to stay. He, he's basically came into the league at 30, and he is, a, he is just really good at hitting the baseball. So, I mean... Their lineup is, is so good, and they have depth at the lineup, depth yeah. in the pitching staff, depth in the rotation we talked about. Um, Jay, oh, do we, we talk about Jansen being back there? No, we did not yeah. talk about Jansen, yeah. Right? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, Jansen, they're closer. Right. Very good, very solid. Uh, the they, one, the, they could use a couple bullpen arms. Yeah, they could use a couple bullpen arms. Most teams try to get a couple anyway during the season, I think. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I think they're interchangeable to me, at the top of the rankings, without a doubt. Yeah, I would say so. I think the Dodgers... They're going to be more consistent. I think you're absolutely right that that the starting pitching staff is a safer bet, but I just think that they are they might stumble a little bit. Right. Madison Bumgarner, of course, he's done that a lot. So I think you'll see that probably occur. But, I mean, anytime the Dodgers and, and Giants are on TV, they're going to have a lot of Sunday night baseball games. A lot Once you get into the summer months, you're going to get a lot of ESPN games. Broadcasting the Giants and the Dodgers right. playing each other, or just in general. So they don't they don't play each other the last series of the year. No. They're like the third to last. Third to last. Um, yeah. But so there'll be a re- there should be a very great late season match. Do they both there. play the Do they both play the Padres in the last well, week? They, they, the the Giants <laughs> who play the plays the Padres later this season. Oh, so they definitely have the last one. There. <laughs> no, without a doubt. Yeah. So maybe um, I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that makes me wrong. So <laughs> no, I mean that's not. <laughs> But I would say the Dodgers. Don't Sorry, the, the Dodgers play them second to last series. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. Oh, and then they play in Colorado. And check it out. So the Phillies are going to play the Dodgers in Philly late in the season, which could be good. So yeah. I know we're not getting uh, the Phillies today, but uh, um, that's actually kind of a weird road trip. Uh, that, it's that a four-game series. We might get look, to see. So, yeah, that late in the season, though, to yeah. have them come all the way out here is uh, we can see we can see Kershaw. Yeah, we could. Oh, that'd be nice. That's yeah. a. But I'm with a, you though. I think these are two. Let's plan that. Yeah, I mean, no, let's try. I think these are two of the best teams. I mean, in baseball. Right. I mean, of course, the Cubs. Right. And they're still so young. Uh, the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers to me look like the Cardinals right now. With how, like, you know, the Cardinals always had more prospects just coming in, and they, that's what the Dodgers look like. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm impressed with the organization because sometimes LA teams like the like the uh, what's their names like the uh, Lakers can struggle with one and all that started. But I mean, they're loaded. I really like Jack Peterson. I would. Oh, yeah. I would take him. They want to trade anybody for the Phillies. I'll, I'll put him on. He just got so much power. He's like, fun to watch. He's a better. He's getting better at being a professional yeah. hitter. He's been, yeah. He's, right. he's got a great swing. We're great that they're, they're at least up there. I mean, I think we had a couple. Que- you had a couple questions just on on whether or not the other teams can really make a run at it. Right. Will they I make mean, the division interesting at all? Yeah. I mean, I talked about how I thought maybe um, you know maybe the the Rockies could. I mean, do you think the Diamondbacks can? No, I, I don't think they have enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the, the only thing that would be nice would be nice for the Diamondbacks is, like, they're playing spoiler. Because if Greinke can get it back together, then yeah. they're going to be really tough when he pitches. That's one it's a tough game. out. Right, it's I a mean, tough out. Right, right, right. So, to me, the Rockies... It's not a sweep. Right, what makes the Rockies scary is the yeah. offense. So, we know that. But, I mean, we'll see. I, I, But I do think it's a two-team division. I don't think any of these other teams are going to be able to match. It is baseball, though. Yeah. Crazy things happen in baseball. Speaking so. of crazy... This actually, the the video came out right before we did episode two, but uh, it was a little too new. I wasn't sure if you'd seen it yet, but there's a, we're going to chalk this up as 
fucking crazy baseball players. Kenta Maeda's translator. Have you seen this video? I have not. So he comes out. It's a like locker room. Everybody's getting hyped up. He um, he comes out and it looks like almost a wrestling singlet, and he's going nuts. He's got a giant headband on. Going, everybody's going crazy. I guess he's he's this little guy, and he said, "I can I can deadlift. I forget how much it is, but I can deadlift. I can deadlift you know this amount of weight." Everybody's like, "No bullshit." So he comes out and like got all this music going, and he does it, and everybody's chanting his name and everything, and. The place goes absolutely apeshit, and it's hysterical that he gets this done. If you haven't seen it, we'll tweet it out. Three hundred and sixty pounds. Three hundred and sixty pounds. That's what it was. Yeah, I mean, you're you're looking at this now. He. It's not even a signet. There's yeah. no chest. Oh yeah, yeah. He has. Yeah, he's, he's the Dodgers. He's the Dodgers logo painted on his chest. But it's just another. It's another one of those. You know, always hear about like baseball players being just these like. You know, really angry assholes about you know about the you know the unwritten rules of baseball. But this is one of those you know baseball players having fun, and it's it's a fun fun video. We're we're gonna put it out on the Twitter, so go check that out under BLG as a Twitter account. But we also got Stadium Snacks, Matt. What um what Stadium Snacks do you have for us this week? Put me on the spot right now. On the spot. I didn't have one ready. I, you got one ready. Do you have one ready for me or? I was gonna talk about the Schmitter because we talked about it last time. Yeah. From us discussing the roast beef sandwich at the Wells Fargo Center, we had a couple of uh, requests if we could describe the Schmitter to our to our audience. So for those that don't know, the Phillies used to have this sandwich that got taken away. It was called the Schmitter, named after Mike Schmidt, the greatest third, great, greatest, third greatest third baseman of all time. I mean, it was just a it was a large, large sandwich. So basically, what it was is on a it's on a bagel, and it's a beef and onion type sandwich. It's it's, it's not a steak. It's, it's not, not a steak sandwich. It's not a cheese steak. It's not a cheese steak. Sandwich. Yeah. It's filling, so everything seems to be a cheese steak here. Yeah. It's what he wants, you know. It's got um, cheese, fried onions, tomatoes, salami. Uh, the salami's cooked. That's important. Yeah. And their famous Schmitter sauce, which obviously they're not going to tell us what that is. That ruins the sauce. Yeah. Um, it is fantastic. It is big. Yeah. And it requires both hands. Yep. And a napkin and a plate because yep. it will fall all over you, which is my favorite kind of thing to eat. Nope. So uh, it's yeah. pretty good. I they mean, they did it's, take it away. They did take it away. I'm sure for health reasons. Sure, sure. Probably they put a federal donuts in for those of you that are not from the Philadelphia hey, area. Yeah, there's my. There you go. There my. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. You want to talk about federal donuts? Tell well, me what it is. I mean, it's just it's just amazing yep. donuts. Yeah. Donuts, fried chicken. Right. Right. And, yeah. and uh, it's our buddy Evan's favorite spot. He loves yeah. loves federal, federal donuts. donuts. Far better than Dunkin' Donuts at all times. Um, I would agree. Yeah, they're starting to spread around the city a little bit, which is great too. They're running a couple locations. So, yeah. Uh, please check out Federal. Please it's nice because it's not. It's also not for stadium food. It's still like general, the right. same general price that the storefronts are. So it's not expensive. I remember you and Logan went once when we went to a game last year, and it was like a dollar. Right. Dollar, like regular price for a donut, which. I mean, we all know, like a soft pretzel is five bucks when it's usually right. seventy-five cents. So it's nice to see there. There's, there's a couple. There's one in downtown Philly. There's one in uh, North North Philly. And there's one over in University City by yeah. the Penn Hospital area. So and there's another one down in Old City too. Uh, there is there? There's, there's, one, there's one Old City. There I just Google. Uh, I just looked it up on the Google. Well, I, I knew, I knew the one obviously. Yeah, the one that's around the corner from I here. The, I knew the other two, but I didn't know there was one Old City. And there's yeah. one of the stadiums, which is obviously. Yeah, which is pretty nice. Right. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, we we covered Bleacher Creatures. We talked about that before. Right. Go check that article out. And you know, this episode's a little quicker because really, the NLS isn't as exciting as the other ones. It's a it's going to be a great division at least at the top, but not really a lot of drama going on going around. So I mean, Matt, Matt, do you have anything else about the NLS before no, we wrap uh, things up? No, no, no beer corner because it was uh, St. Patty's Day. So if you didn't drink Guinness, don't talk to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, or, or Jameson. Guinness, Guinness James. Well, I can describe Guinness as. One of the single greatest beverages ever created in the history of the world. Uh, best, Lots one of it. the best pours you can ever watch. Uh, just everything about it, you know. And it's only four point five percent, so you know you don't even get, you know, or maybe a light. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, don't ever drink, get us out of a bottle, or we won't be friends. So it was a great weekend, though. Uh, everyone's drying out now, and uh, just getting excited for hopefully the United States in the finals playing. Who who cares who they're playing? Just get to the finals. I don't care. That'll be fantastic for uh, for baseball. Yeah, I think so. And, and I mean, that'll wrap things up from here. Um, you know, Matt, I want to thank you for hosting our lovely, lovely podcasting session today. Absolutely. And I think we're going to enjoy some more March Madness. So Absolutely. We got some Kentucky, number two seed of Kentucky, Wichita State. It's a thriller. Five minutes left, three-point game. My bracket could be ruined here. Well, it's already ruined because my, my Nova Wildcats couldn't get it done for me. But yeah. Uh, that's basketball, not baseball. So we'll we'll stick on topic and close up. I mean, you and I both had Michigan winning, so yes, please. Big. But uh, yeah, so that'll do it for episode three. Please like, share, subscribe to the podcast. I think we're gonna finally get it up on iTunes. And go like us on Facebook, Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends about it. It's gonna be great. We have two more division, uh, three more divisions to do. We have the NL, the AL Central, NL Central, and the National League East still to do. If you'd like to help out. Please shoot us a message and we will get you involved. But for Matty D, this is the G Man closing up episode three of the Bullpen Card. Thanks again for listening.